Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. What did I tell everybody? I, I just, in that game against Chicago, when Jalen Hurts got hit and you saw him stay on the ground, it was just clear and obvious that something was not right. And it, it was just so funny how it played out. First of all, he is an absolutely, incredibly tough football player. For that to be a throwing shoulder injury and for him to, one, not come out of the game, but two, to perform at the high level that he performed after that, I mean, it was an absolutely incredible performance. Now, on top of the fact, now knowing that he was injured in doing it in that cold weather, literally like zero on the field, windy game against a team that was just not going away. Now, what happened? What has transpired since the last time that we spoke on Sunday? Well, uh... It turned out on Monday there was uh, essentially like, what was it? like? It was like a paper trail, right? <laughs> uh, early, you know what's funny? I had noticed this was happening probably before it was like becoming a thing on the internet. Because I was sitting there and I was curious as to what were Hassan Reddick's odds to win Defensive Player of the Year. So on Monday afternoon, it was about one, I want to say about quarter to two, maybe around 145. I just went on to FanDuel quickly to check season awards. I wanted to see where Hassan Reddick is in terms of what the money was for him to win Defensive Player of the Year, which, by the way, at that time was absolutely insanity. It was 150 to 1. All of a sudden, I, you know, the first thing though that pops up is MVP, and you see Jalen Hurts is no longer the front runner to win the MVP. He was a massive, like, not a massive favorite, but he was about a minus, what, 150 to minus 175 to almost... Patrick Mahomes being near 2-1. to one. So a pretty considerable favorite. And all of a sudden, now Mahomes is minus 150 and Hertz is plus 175. And you're like, okay, that's weird. Because I know Jalen had thrown two interceptions, but it's like he had three rushing touchdowns. You know what I mean? The Eagles won. Uh, it's not like Mahomes had some all-time great game against the Texans. I mean, they beat them in overtime, the Chiefs. So it's not like he did something where you're like, wow, what an all-time game. What would jump the odds? Right there, you know what? Instantly, the signal is raised that there's something going on because Vegas is always on top of these things before the public because, again, lots of money comes in. And these things, the second news like this starts trickling out, people start throwing their money onto where it has to be. So odds shift. Um then what happens? Uh, let's see here. It becomes his MVP odds go down to three to one, and then four to one, all the way down to seven to one. Now it's being reported that there's the potential that he has a collarbone injury, and maybe he broke his collarbone. And now you're hearing, oh, he went for X-rays after the game, an MRI. Nick Sirianni had not spoken after the game, which was completely like in terms of the next day, that Monday morning press conference he does with WIP. He did not do it. And it's not like the Eagles played an overnight game or something like that. They they played at one o'clock in Chicago. And for him to not be available for that, okay, now everything's kind of piecing together here. His MVP odds have tanked. Uh, the, the line in the game itself had went from the Eagles opening as a favorite to now being six-point underdogs against, obviously, Dallas. Um, you know, like I said, all these things were just leading you to go, 
You know, then you're hearing the collarbone. You knew he got hurt on the play, so you're thinking, it's happening again, isn't it? It's 2017 part two. You know, Carson Wentz got hurt. Season was over. We had to go to a backup when we were the best team in the NFL. You're thinking, is this just going to be a common theme? When we're the best team in the NFL in the last month of the season, the starting quarterback who should win the MVP is going to get hurt, and we're going to have to go to our backup. I mean, it was like, it's almost becoming a pattern. Well, what happens is, uh, Jalen actually was hurt, but he wasn't severely injured. Shoulder sprain. So, huge sigh of relief. Now, the issue with Jalen having a shoulder sprain is his season's not over, but now he is in doubt to play this week against the Cowboys. Which to us is like, like I said, it's a huge sigh of relief. There's, there's no if, and, or but on this being a massive sigh of relief. You, you couldn't be happier to hear that Jalen Hurts was only potentially going to miss just this week. Maybe the rest of the season. Maybe he doesn't play to all the playoffs, right? Regardless, he's going to play again. Now it's Gardner Minshew time. And as you're preparing for this, you hear Jalen Hurts is talking to the media, and he's talking like he's going to be able to go. Like he could deal with the pain. Shane Steichen then talks, and he's kind of hinting towards, hey, this might come down to Jalen's decision. So now all of a sudden on Wednesday afternoon, it's back in play that Jalen Hurts isn't just not going to miss this game. He's going to play. Well, he doesn't practice on Tuesday. He doesn't practice on Wednesday. And then early today, Nick Sirianni confirms Jalen Hurts will not play and Gardner Minshew will be the starter against Dallas in Dallas on Saturday afternoon. Very wild roller coaster ride. It really was because this had nightmare written all over it. It really did. Like This was a disaster scenario into a huge sigh of relief, into shocking optimism where it's like, hey, I hope when Hurts went to 7-1, everybody just threw some big money on Jalen Hurts because it looks like he potentially might not even miss a game. So Vegas may have overreacted to this injury to he's out. And by the way, why is this costing him the MVP, right? Why is this injury all of a sudden costing him the MVP? I, that's one thing I don't get. And we're going to talk about the football game, which is obviously most important. Um, these are, you know, things that don't concern football players. Obviously, they, winning the MVP, uh, it's a great award, but I mean, it, it doesn't change. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. But um, let's pull up here. Obviously, you can't pull up the season awards when a game is on the line, which is the stupidest thing ever. But Hertz, I believe, has gone down to 3-1. to one. I don't know with him being ruled out. Let's check another sports book here. Um, it's like you go on FanDuel, and if you ever have this issue during a game, because the Thursday night game is currently being played, they'd, they'd like remove the individual awards. And I'm like, <laughs> I could understand if the Chiefs were playing, if somebody involved in the actual award was playing, but they're not. It's it, This is literally a game that has nobody that's involved in this. Um, so let's see here. Again, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find this on DraftKings. It's it's difficult. I don't use the site. Regardless, um, <laughs> he was at three and a half to one or something like that. It doesn't matter. 
he probably went lower now that, that he's been ruled out. But um, I just find it absolutely insane because, like I said, Aaron Rodgers missed a game last year. He still won the MVP. Like, if Hurts comes back and the Eagles have to beat the Saints, let's just say they have to. They might not. Again, I, I we're going to talk about this football game. I am not of this belief that he's going to have to play the Saints, and we'll get into it. But let's just say, for argument's sake, he does. And the Eagles win that game, and he plays really well. What, he's out of the MVP because he missed one game? Out of precaution? Come on, that's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. He's been the best player on the field this year. He's been the best quarterback in the NFL. He is one of the, if not in my opinion, he is the best players in the entire league. Uh, It's a travesty that, you know, an injury he could play through if he had to, but because the Eagles are such a good football team, they're able to essentially err on the side of caution, he has to lose an award that he has earned. It was a shame that Carson Wentz didn't win the MVP in 2017. He was the odds-on favorite to win it that season. And it was taken because of an injury. Now, here's the problem. I get it. Carson Wentz's injury was going to end his season. And again, he only played... Nick Foles had to finish the season three games. The last three games Nick Foles started. So I understand, okay, he played only 13 games. Didn't finish all 13. So he played really 12 games and three quarters. Hertz has played 14 games already. And what? What was going to happen if the Eagles don't have to play the last week? What if they have everything locked up? Like, what if they, he played this week and they had everything locked up and they win and they don't have to play the last two weeks? He loses the MVP because his team was so good? Just stupidity to me. Just stupidity. But that's where we're at. This this was a crazy week. Scary, like I said, to a sigh of relief, to, okay, I agree with the Eagles' decision to err on the side of caution, which I do. We're not winning the Super Bowl without Jalen Hurts. Just know that. Jalen Hurts has to play for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Gardner Minshew was brought here for this reason alone. Gardner Minshew is absolutely quarterback who can win in the National Football League. He's proven that. Is he one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league? In my opinion, easily. I think he absolutely is one of the 32 best. Like, you're going to tell me he couldn't start for the Texans right now? Go through the NFL. You, I mean, I, that's just the first team off the top like of my head here. I mean, he's better than Malik Willis, who's going to be starting this week for the Titans. Um you know, there's a, a caveat of teams that he could play right now for. Like, is he better than Baker Mayfield? My guess would be yes. Like, I, I again, I he played very well in that Jets game last season. Now, again, I get it. The Jets had the bottom defense in the NFL last year. This will be a much bigger test. But remember, we have, like, hey, you know, everybody calls Jalen Hurts the system now because they think it's a system. Well, the reason they call him the system is because the team in place is really good. And it was identified this week by the Pro Bowl selections. So the Eagles had, what was it? Eight Pro Bowlers and nine alternates? So the Pro Bowlers were, and again, I want to pull this up just so we're accurate here. I know them off the top of my head, but again, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything here. So, let's see here. Who are the Eagles Pro Bowlers? Okay, so it was obviously quarterback Jalen Hurts. uh, Running back Miles Sanders. Wide receiver A.J. Brown. 
left t- or right tackle Lane Johnson, left guard Landon Dickerson, center Jason Kelsey. Um, outside linebacker slash defensive end Hassan Reddick and cornerback Darius Slay. Those were the Eagles Pro Bowlers. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then they had nine alternates. And the nine alternates, it's Rick Lovato, the long snapper, which, by the way, you know, that's a, a heck of an accomplishment. It's not appreciated enough, but Rick Lovato's been an excellent snapper of the football long snapper for us for a very long time. Glad to see him get some recognition. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, Jordan Mailata, and Isaac Simalo. And it's funny because... Dickerson said today that him being a, a pro bowler was a little bit of a surprise because he believes that Isaac Siamalo deserved it. That's, how, that, that's what this team is, just as a heads up. That's how they operate. They are selfless. They are very selfless, this team. It's just so enlightening to see how selfless they are. Like that, This is a team that believes in each other. Um, then on the defensive line, you know, yeah, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and easily the most snubbed guy, if you're talking about snubs in the pro, is Javon Hargrave. He had 10 sacks. He is currently 10 sacks as an interior defensive lineman. For him to not be a pro bowler is criminal. That is criminal because he is 1 million percent a true pro bowler. He's an all-pro candidate this year. James Bradbury, um, and I believe that's it for guys that were just the alternates. No TJ Edwards on there. A lot of people were upset about that. Uh, you know, obviously Chauncey Gardner-Johnson not making the Pro Bowls due to an injury because he was on IR. Same thing with Dallas Goddard. They were both disqualified, but Gardner-Johnson still leads the NFL in interceptions, so it is it is wild that he was disqualified. But regardless, those were the Pro Bowlers. To me, that's great and all. It's a, it's a, there's not a game this year. It's a skills competition, but let's just... So again, it is more of an honor now to be named to the Pro Bowl because you just don't have to opt out. It's not going to be guys opting out and 75 guys that didn't deserve it get in. Um, it's now a skills competition, but guess what? The Eagles aren't going to be participating anyway because they're going to have a bigger game the following week. But that is pretty much it in regards to news on the team. The only other news is the injury report. And good news for us is... Besides one obviously terrible injury in Jalen Hurts, we did have a couple of good things come out of this injury report. Mainly, um, Reed Blankenship. Looks like he's going to be on track to play. He was a full participant in practice these last two days. Uh, his knee seems to be you know recovered, so my guess is he'll be in line to start at safety. Zach Pascal did suffer a concussion, it looks like, this week in practice, so he has been on the uh, Injury report. I don't know what his status is for Sunday. It's obviously not ideal. But you know what's funny? Besides Jalen Hurts being on the did not practice part, uh, Tyree Jackson all of a sudden popped up as it did not practice with his knee. What does that tell you? So Dallas Goddard was activated to the active roster. The Eagles don't have a roster spot right now. Christian Ellis has been our best special teams player by a billion these last four weeks. He's used all four of his practice squad call-ups. They don't have any more. They can't elevate him anymore. It just screams to me that Tyree Jackson is going to go on IR. His season will end. He's still on the team next year. He has a chance to make the roster. Clearly, he's going to be a developmental player. They knew that. Obviously, he got a chance to play this season because Dallas Goddard had gotten hurt. But again, he, he's still a project, and he didn't really get to work on his 
new position because he was trying to get healthy from his knee injury. So this will be a big offseason for him in terms of his NFL future, especially with the Eagles. But um, I could see him going on IR with this quote, knee injury quote, um, and Christian Ellis getting his roster spot. It's just almost staring you in the face that that's uh, what's going to happen. Now, in the playoffs, again, now here's the thing. You get to call players back up from the practice squad. So somebody like Andre Shashere, who's used his practice squad calls for the season, he could be a guy who's elevated in the playoffs as well. So again, they could just do that with Ellis where they go, okay, hey, the next three games, we're going to play without him. And then in the playoffs, he'll be up. But my belief would be Jackson finds his way to season-ending IR. And because I'm not sure what the status is because he was on PUP to start the season. But even then, even if he was healthy enough to come back, just like a guy like, um, oh my gosh, who, uh, oh, uh, Marlon Tui-Pelota, when he went to IR. Like, you just thought in your head, okay, these guys are probably done for the year. There's not a rush to bring these guys back because they don't need to. And that's kind of what it is. Like, you haven't heard Tui-Pelota's name since Linval Joseph and Nam Gansu showed up. So, uh, essentially, you know, breaking case of emergency, but if somebody got hurt, obviously in the playoffs, maybe then Jackson would be able to come back. But if they put him on IR prior to this game, he'd only have to miss the first playoff game for sure. He could be eligible to return, you know, in the conference title game or the Super Bowl if the Eagles needed him to. But that is pretty much what's going on with this team. You know, obviously the Dallas game here, it's very important. The Eagles magic number is one. Um, I know a lot of people thought the move this week would be to rest their starters <laughs> and just play for the New Orleans game. Because if you win the New Orleans game, it has two effects. You, you know, you could clinch your number one uh, seed home field throughout the playoffs, but you also give a team a loss that you have their first round pick for. I get it, guys, but this isn't fantasy football. You know, you have a game this week. If you can win this week in Dallas, which, by the way, they still can win in the game with uh, Gardner Minshew 100%. You have the benefit this week, too, of not showing Dallas everything you got. You know what I mean? You're giving them a different look. And I say that with the fact that it's going to be so important because they're going to possibly be playing Dallas January 21st or 22nd in the divisional round. Like, that would be the odds-on favor for the game that the Eagles are playing in you know, a month's time. So, and that one's there. Like, that game is the one that counts. This one here is nice. Don't get and again, I'm not saying it doesn't count. Like, cause let's just say the Eagles get beat by Dallas. There's a lot that comes after this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the next week's game matter really. Like, they matter, matter. And I know everybody just safely assumes the Eagles could go in and beat the Saints. You never know. It's the NFL. The last thing you'd want is you lose to the Saints, they beat the Titans, and now you're going into the last week of the season needing to beat the Giants. Who, you don't know what their status is going to be. Are they going to be playing for their playoff lives? They might have everything locked up too. Who knows? But, you know, regardless, now you're playing essentially an extra playoff game. That's why if you have a chance to take care, you never just throw one away. Because you just safely assume you'll be able to handle your business uh, afterwards. But the good thing is, they could go down there with a different offense, a different game plan, play it out, Try to win the football game. And in the meantime, you're really not giving the Cowboys anything in regards to what you're going to do because Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew are two different players who run two different offenses. Yeah, there's some similarities in what they're going to do. Sure, maybe the RPO game will be there. 
but I, you're not going to see many of the read option. That's for sure. And, and Minshew just throws the ball differently than Hurts. He likes plays probably that Jalen Hurts doesn't like. You know what I mean? They're, they're a different, like I said, they're just different players. This is a big game, obviously. I know it's lost a little bit of its luster because the Cowboys lost and Jalen Hurts get hurt, but it's still a massive game just for that what I told you alone. Because again, if the Cowboys were to win this game and the Eagles were then to next week have to play the same, you know what I mean? Like you're, there's still two games left in the NFL. It's like you don't want to put it at chance. I'm going to pause here for a brief moment. Got a quick word here from Anchor. But when I come back, I will go over what I think is going to happen. And like I said, maybe we'll start talking a little bit more about what the playoffs are potentially going to look like. So what I believe is this. I believe the Eagles are going to Dallas on Christmas Eve and taking care of business with Gardner Minshew in as quarterback. Again, he is absolutely one of the best options any team has in the NFL as a backup quarterback. I know his practice the other day, people were raving about how well he played. Um, I believe in what he's going to put on the field. Uh, I think that Gardner Minshew is going to do his job, and the Eagles are going to be able to win the game. I just think they're, honestly, here's what it is. The Eagles are a better team. A part of that could be, what you know what I mean? The Dallas secondary is very beat up. They're, they've suffered a lot of injuries there. And that's what this ends up coming down to a lot of times in the NFL. It's a, it's a war of attrition. And you know what I mean? Like, it's injuries. Look at us. We're dealing with an injury at our quarterback spot. But, I mean, their cornerback spot is beat up. You know, they're, they're coming in there with a new right tackle, Tyron Smith, Jason Peters. They're rotating in a right tackle due to Terrence Steele being done for the season. You know, they, they had, their defensive line got beat up in their last game that they lost in Jacksonville. Doesn't mean they can't play well. I'm just saying, though, it, it, you sometimes are just a prisoner to who you could play. I just like the Eagles. I'm telling you, I just the, the Eagles are the best team in the league. Now, again, obviously a lot of this comes... Minshew hasn't played all season. So, I mean, we can believe... And again, it's just a one-game sample for him, which is tough. But this guy is... You know what I mean? Hey, in the one-game sample we needed from him last year, he was excellent. And we're going to need a, a similar performance. And my guess would be, just like last year against the Jets, he... Relied heavily on Dallas Goddard. My belief is that'll be something to key in again here. He's going to probably rely heavily again on Dallas Goddard. I, he likes to throw the ball to the tight ends. I also could see Devontae Smith because last year in that Dallas game where he did play again as well with our backups, but remember they kept Devontae out there so he could break the rookie record for wide receivers uh, in terms of yardage for Eagles history. I could see Devontae Smith having a really big game. One, because Devontae Smith's just a really good player, but, I mean, he's an excellent player. But, again, I could just see where Gardner, they have a little bit more of a chemistry. And, again, not that him and A.J. Brown shouldn't, like, like he's going to avoid throwing the ball to him because he won't. But, again, he's the repertoire that he would have, the more familiarity that he has with Dallas Goddard and Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith, that should, you know, obviously show up here a little bit. Now, looking around the NFL in terms of the playoffs, like I said, let's just say the Eagles take care of business here. Dallas is going to then essentially almost for sure end up being the five seed. Yes, the Giants technically could catch them because they have five losses as well. Um, 
but it would take the Titans without Ryan Tannehill to beat the Cowboys, and I just don't foresee any situation that's happening. Now, Washington and Dallas the last week could matter for Washington, so then you, have that, you could have that potential scenario. Um, we don't know if it's going to matter for Washington because Detroit is in a perfect spot. You know, you still got Seattle sneaking around there. My guess is this. It's going to end up being like this. The Eagles will be the one. I think Minnesota is going to still end up being the two. San Francisco, the three. Tampa Bay, the four. Dallas, the five. The Giants, the six. And then Detroit right now would be my guess to get in as the seven. So that would mean Minnesota and Detroit, you know, San Francisco and New York, and Tampa Bay and Dallas. Now, again, in that scenario, Detroit could very easily, like they've already beaten Minnesota this year, they can go into Minnesota, win the game, and then it would be the Eagles and the Lions, and possibly then it would be the Niners if they were able to take care of business versus Dallas to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, which I'm sure a lot of people want. I mean, to me, it's like you're going to have to beat these teams anyway, (laughs) so... Uh, and Detroit's playing hot right now, so it's like, we played them week one. You saw the challenge they could give them, so it's not like, hey, you, you would rather this game versus this game. If you're the best team, you'll find a way. So, But, but right now, that's what it looks like. And then in the AFC, you know, that, that's a big cluster there in the AFC. There's a bunch of teams that can get into that last spot. Miami battling there, obviously. You know, Baltimore's going to try to hang on without Lamar. You know, it looks like who else there? They, you know, the Chargers, the Patriots, after their colossal loss there, uh, Jacksonville controlling their own destiny to win the division. The one thing this seven seed has, it's just it's opened a lot more doors. I mean, even if it was just six this year, these teams would all still be battling, but it does open a couple more avenues. And again, it just makes being the best team in your conference that much more of a big deal. But I'm sta- I, I'm I really am. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this game on Saturday. This is important reps for Gardner Minshew as well. Because, hey, you know, you never know what could happen in a playoff. If somebody gets hurt, whatever, Gardner comes in. And you know what I mean? It won't be the first time Gardner had a playoff season. He's going to get a big time test against a team that's, you know, one of the better teams in the NFL, clearly in Dallas. And you're going to get that this week. So it's like he's asking for it. He's getting one of the ultimate tests you can get in the NFL. On the road against the Cowboys, our third straight road game, by the way, which is criminal to have a team have to do that in December. So, I mean, really, this is, it. it is. It's like, we're going to see what this team is. And I know everybody's going to use the narrative, oh, if you beat them, then Jalen Hurts is just part of the system, which is just completely ridiculous to say out loud. But, you know, hey, good teams find a way. And remember, football, no matter what anybody tries to say, with that stupid narrative, you know what I'd say to you? It's a team sport. It's the ultimate team sport. Yes, one player could obviously help elevate you, and Jalen Hurts has sure done that, but for one game, we need the team to elevate each other. It's a team sport. And I, like I said, I think the Eagles are going down there, and I think they're taking care of business. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm going to be back Christmas Eve night. We'll be going over this football game. But in the meantime, I want everybody out there to stay safe. Stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go.
Thank you.